This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, we well, we are joined on the line by Lions better, uh, Ryan Rickleton, just to talk about his good form in recent weeks. Ryan, good evening and thanks for being able to take our call on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabiso. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Ryan. I mean, you've been in sublime form. What what would you attribute that to? Has there been a change in technique or something like that? Uh, no, no change in technique. Um, probably just some learnings, um, especially over the last you know a few months um, from my stint in England to you know what I've taken from last season through into this season. On top of uh, a bit of motivation, can really send you a long way in this game. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I mean, you were in great form in county cricket, and I'm sure that gave you a lot of confidence. But talking about the learnings then, um, what did you learn about your game during that stint? It's not really too much I can discuss, I guess, over the phone right now, but just, you know, little things that you learn about yourself, obviously, technically, um, and more mental stuff that you figure out along the way. I think that's part of cricket is most of us just figuring things out that work for you and what doesn't work for you. And just the opportunity to play in different conditions. So you start to expand your, your learnings and and you know, just the opportunity to bring that back into the South African system after another year of playing, obviously, here as well. Uh, just compiled quite nicely and yeah, looking to stretch that out even more going forward. And where and where, where were you betting in county cricket in the order? I ranged from three to six for Northampton. Yeah, I was up and down. And, and where do you prefer to bet, Ryan? Because at the Lions, you betted at three for the Proteas in that test series against Bangladesh. I think you came in at five in the one-day cup you are opening. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd like to probably hang a bit between three, probably about three and five in four-day cricket, so red ball cricket, um, and yeah, towards the top in, in white ball cricket, um, opening in, in the top three. So yeah, middle over in the longer format and uh, top order in the shorter format. But if you look back, Ryan, I mean, your form has actually been exceptional. You scored runs for the Lions even last season. You scored on that SAA tour. I think you guys went to Zimbabwe, the four-day franchise series. Uh, you must be feeling good, especially with the consistency in your game. How important is that? Yeah, I think that's everything that every player wants to achieve is consistency. Um, that's probably the most difficult thing to achieve as, as a player, um, especially in a game where you fail more more often than you succeed. So... Yeah, again, it's just trying to keep it simple. Um, you know, I'd like to think that I found something I can stick to now. So it's just really trying to maximize that and just be as consistent as I can be for whichever team I play for across whichever format. Um, I think, like I said, that's always the, the prize that every player is after. And, you know, to achieve a, a level of consistency is something I take pride in and something I want to grow uh, going forward just, you know, at high levels. And, and in, the, in this day and age where players basically choose which formats to play in, we see lots of the youngsters going the T20 or the shorter format route because of how lucrative it is and the opportunities that are there. Um, for you, are you comfortable in playing all three formats? Is that the yeah. plan? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously going forward, I think you'll see a lot more players start to specialize, um, especially towards the T20 format as you know, there's a lot of opportunity financially and just travel, I guess. Um, but yeah, as a, I like to be a bit more traditional. I've always wanted to play test cricket in the longer format as well, as long as, you know, the short format. So I really probably, I really put pride into my, my three formats. Um, I believe I can do it. So I just got a few more things to, to tweak up um, along that journey. But yeah, three format play has always been the dream and it continues to be so. And do you set yourself targets, Ryan, for a season like runs or, or, or hundreds that you want to score? How does it work with you? Um, yeah, I have little goals. I think most players do, but I do have little goals per tournament. Um, 
you know, ranging from what I want to get out of each series or each, um, you know, each game or each, like I said, a tournament. Um, so, yeah, so I do have those things which I jot down and, you know, I think that really helps. It gives me something tangible to work towards. Um, again, it's not always going to go your way, but, you know, if, you, if you're pushing hard for something that's on paper, um, it's actually quite surprising how often you can reach it. Okay, wonderful. For those who are just joining us, we're catching up with Inform Lions better, Ryan Rickleton. I know some of you mentioned him yesterday when we were talking cricket with Alvira Peterson as well as Tony Dizozzi that they need to get over to Australia very quickly. So here's your chance if you have any questions or any comments for Ryan, 061-4104-107. I believe we've got a couple of voice notes. Okay, let's play it. Let's play them. Uh, evening, Tabiso. Regarding, of course, Tabiso has been playing his cricket of his life but uh, everybody been asking why the boy have not been selected for the team i think you have to ask malibongwe you have to ask his, the, the other guy who's a the manager director of cricket in south africa you must ask the csa to tell us why the boy was not selected for the tour to australia why the boy was not selected for other tours, because that bad boy Tabiso is playing one of the best cricket in the country. But I think the people who are running cricket in the country, like the ones who are running at PSL or SAFA, are people who are clueless about the game, who are just there for their own pockets or for their interest, personal interest. But there's no way Tabiso, all the best players, are not picked to play for the team, but on the average guys are, are taken to play in Australia. Thank you. This is Tulani. Okay, thanks for that, Tulani. Let's also go to the lines. You can keep those voice notes coming in, but uh, Colin joins us on the line. Colin, good evening, my friend. How are you today? Oh, fine, thanks. Fine, thanks, to Bridget. Uh, and I do, Ryan. You know, Hi, Colin. You know, we've got a lot of problems here with our selectors and whoever's involved, everybody involved with the cricket. You know, I heard over the grapevine, they were too scared to pick you to go to Australia in case the ankle reoccurs, the accident, and then they can't replace you knowing that you went there with an injury. But I go back to Temba Bavuma. They took him overseas with a fractured, his finger just came right. But there was no complaint about that. So I cannot understand what's going on with the South African selectors and their cricketers. Now, the reoccurrence, they were scared to may injure ankle. Then I can't fly another player in. That to me was hogwash. Thank you, Ryan. Jeez, okay. Sure. Thanks. Straight to the Bye. point there, uh, Colin. Thanks for that. I'll take another voice note and we'll let Ryan respond. Um, 0614104107. Good evening, Tabison. Good evening to Ryan Rickleton. Uh, Libra here. Yeah, man, he's been in good form. I'm hoping that he will be included in that series against England in January in that squad. I've got two uh, questions for you. Uh, the first one is uh, I read an article over the weekend where uh, anonymous players... Proteus players were saying that they would like communication between the selectors and the players to improve, making an example and saying that there were instances where the players are not selected and the selectors do not clarify uh, why were you not selected and what do you need to do to get back mm. into the team? Uh, do you feel like CSA needs to improve communication? The selectors need to improve communication with the players who are not selected for various reasons. And then two, 
uh, do you feel like having a former test batter as a batting coach, especially in the test team, would help you as the batters to do well? Or do you believe that it's fine, any former uh, batter can assist, uh, in fact, assist you? Uh, thank you very much, Libra here. Good evening, SAFM. It's Mandela in Deep Sloot. You know, uh, I vouch for, for Ryan Rickleton and I vouch, and I vouch for these young players. Um, the, 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 the Peterson, even though he is not young, um, the, the, the Zubray Hamzas, Dizozi. We do have talent. Uh, the problem is some of the things that we were speaking about yesterday that I wouldn't like to involve players or poison players. But uh, I believe uh, something is going to come right with our betting and these players are going to be well beaters. Uh, he's a marvel to watch and he should, you know, keep on working hard. His time will come. Okay, thanks for those voice notes then. I've tried to note down as many of the questions as I could, but they're all very similar. But Ryan, did you realize we've got so many supporters out there, eh? Such a fan base. <laughs> I've started to <laughs> realize that I'm getting a little bit of traction at the moment, which is quite good. Um, yeah, I always appreciate my, my fan base, my supporters, and yeah, I hope I can try to do, this, uh, do them proud. And, and a lot of people feel like you're playing like a man with a point to prove after being left out of this tour of Australia. Do you, do you feel like that? Do you feel that you have something to prove? Or do you feel that you needed to respond uh, the best way you know how with runs? Yes, definitely. I felt like I needed to respond and definitely prove something. Um, I came out, I came out after, the, after the disappointment with a lot of motivation, a lot of ammo to you know, really just try and make sure that you know, I score runs and, and, and get myself out there in the light again. Um, and yeah, like I said, motivation can take you a long way, but I definitely came out with, with something to have a go at. But how disappointing was it being left out of the squad to Australia? Because I mean, you were you seemed to be a shoe-in for this tour to Australia. Yeah, I was hugely disappointed. Um, as a little kid, I always woke up early to watch test matches down under in Australia. And it was, you know, just a dream to, to get over there and, you know, experience it as it looks like it really is a tough place to tour. But with uh, the toughness of it comes massive opportunities, you know, because if you can put your hand up there, it's a, it's a really good start to your career. So I was hugely disappointed, still am, obviously not to be there. Um, but again, you know, once you toss and turn for a week sulking about it, you realize it's not going to get you anywhere. So back on the horse now, just trying to make sure that I can maximize what I've got going now and, you know, looking forward to or looking for a silver lining going forward. Yeah, and, and does it hurt more the way you were left out? Because when we got the statement about the team, the selector said you 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 were injured. What exactly was going on? Or what exactly happened, actually? Yeah, so the, I think the problem came is that I am, there is an injury which does require surgery, but I think the problem that, that keeps occurring is that um, there was a plan that was set out from the surgeon, my team doctors at the Lions, my physio um, Ziad Mohammed and our doctor Davina Naidu and the surgeon Paolo Farrell. There's a whole plan which would incorporate many things to get me through the summer um, because with Australia coming up and the new SA20, I didn't want to miss any of it. So the plan was set out, um, all the procedures were in order and it was signed off from the surgeon um, and I was going to play through until March. And I think the disappointment came is that when um, the medical CSA medical team got the documents that they kind of overruled it and, you know, said that this plan really doesn't go, isn't going to work um, and therefore you not you don't qualify for selection. Um, I think that was a let, the part which was quite, uh, which kind of let me down is that, you know, the, 
the trusted medical providers from my surgeon was were, was overlooked um and you're obviously not to be eligible for this for the series even though i'm fit and eligible eligible enough to play around the country now was probably the most difficult thing and frustrating thing to deal with and what was the reaction from your surgeon i'm sure they would have been hugely disappointed then because uh, you had you had medical advice and like you're saying you had a plan here yeah, I, I didn't speak to him. I think my physio is probably more disappointed than I was, to be is honest. Ziad? They, Ziad was fuming. Um, so I know that Ziad chatted to uh, Dr. Farrell and, you know, they, he was actually very disappointed as well. Um, and quite, you know, I wouldn't say let down because it didn't personally involve him yet. But, you know, he was also quite quite dumbfounded on how it was, how it was happening. Um, but anyway, he, he kind of got behind me and said, you know what, this is what it is. So make sure that, you know, these next five, six months that you got on your foot, you really maximize it. So, yeah, he's, he's been a massive help and he'll be a massive help, you know, for me for next year as well. And then when it comes to CSA, Ryan, do you communicate, were you able to communicate directly with Dr. Mandra, who's, who's their doctor, or does the communication end with the selectors? Who makes the final decision? Um, yeah, I think with this case... The, the final decision was made by the medical team. Um, Vic, obviously, the head selector, called me to inform me that um, you know, I was um, on the tour, but there's a, a medical cross next to my name. So I think it all boiled down to uh, a medical team decision. Um, I know there were board meetings and stuff about it. So, yeah, together, they put their heads together and came up with the decision that you know the, the policy stands and that I wouldn't be fit enough to, to play. And, and just how was the communication process? Because one of the listeners raised an issue saying that some players have been complaining about lack of communication. You might not agree with the decision, but was the communication proper? Were you satisfied with the communication levels? I think, again, all of it could have been avoided if the communication was a bit better. Um, again, you know, having this plan in place, I anticipated that it wouldn't be a problem. However, though, if the if the if I knew early on that I wouldn't be eligible for the trip due to my ankle, I would have had the surgery a few months ago and been ready now and be ready for you know the future tours for S for the SA Twenty League um, and for next year for next year's county cricket and everything as well. So I really didn't get much time to fight my case. I think I got called maybe you know twelve hours before they announced the squad. So the time was very limited. Um, in, in being able to try to fight my case. But yeah, I've, I've, I saw that article that was out as well. And I think it's a general feeling among the players that are in and around the system. Um, I think it just would simplify a lot of things. Um, obviously, everyone has their own story and, and you know, things that they uh, would like to highlight. But again, it's just something that's, that's pretty basic um, and something that can be done quite easily, I think. So, so how long have, have you had this injury for and, and how, how do you deal with the pain? Then are you feeling any pain? How do you deal with it? How, how exactly are you managing it? So uh, this injury, the surgeon reckons I've had for at least about three, four years. Um, I've just been damaging it slowly over time. Um, and when I got, when I did it the last bit in London before the last test match against England, um, yeah, that's probably when he said I took it over the line and obviously it flared up when I got home. So the scans told the story that there's a, a torn ligament and a, and a few bone spurs but um yeah it's probably been a long-standing injury which i've been playing with for the last three or four years probably unknown to be honest but as of right now there's no pain um i get treatment of quite a lot from the physio i do a lot of work in it um rehab wise we've done our platelet injections um 
we've done everything we can to make sure that it, that it will get through the next, you know, the rest of the summer. Um, we could push it on to another, tw- another 12 months if you really need to, but with, um, with the policies of trying to play for South Africa, um, it's probably best that managing it going forward, we get it done sooner rather than later. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Lions Better and Protest Better, Ryan Rickleton, just about his good form and obviously the hot potato of him being left out of the tour to Australia, where the selector said in the statement that um, he was injured, but it's responded very well with a couple of hundreds, a hundred, not out to 108, 126, 99, uh, 110 in the one day cup. Did that 99 hurt, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, the 99 was a bit disappointing. Um, I think, I think I was quite close to a record there, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah it was a bit disappointing. Uh, I played really nicely that day, actually. So, and I got a, you know, it wasn't the greatest ball, which got me out as well. And I just managed to get a feather on it. So, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. It was part of the game. Okay, we've got a couple more voice notes before we wrap up our conversation with Ryan Rickleton. Remember, later on, we're also going to remember the late Bushbucks goalkeeper, Nigel Dixon. Good evening, Taviso. Good evening, Rickleton. So it's so sad what CSA are doing because I remember I think he was supposed to be on the Proteas from long time ago. You still remember MSF where he was opening with Riza Hendricks. They were on fire. From there they should have walked straight he should have walked straight into the CS into the CS18 whether it's a white ball or, or, or red ball but I think from there especially limited overs he was he was supposed to to get that opportunity <clears throat> i'm sure said that even today he's not getting that opportunity but i just hope that we will get the new structure in the protest team from convener of selectors to the coaches and i think maybe that time he will get his chance because clearly these ones now they are not willing to give it to him my name is vincent Look, I have observed that many of our players, they do well uh, while they are playing for their franchises here at home. But when we call them up for Proteas, they, most of the times they, they struggle. I don't know why. Okay, thanks for those voice notes. We did actually have a discussion with Alviria about that and... He was mm. also talking about the standard of the game in, in domestic cricket or the quality, maybe saying that it's not suitable enough for players to make the step up directly from domestic cricket to um, international cricket. Where do you stand in that debate, Ryan, about just the standard of the domestic game? Look, it is a tough one um, because international cricket is tough just in my short, brief period of being around or playing and obviously being around it. It is tough. It is a new level. Um and yeah, it's it's a level that we probably are a bit shy on in terms of our domestic game, um, and that's something which needs to be raised, or I'm sure it has been raised, but it's something that does need to improve. But again, as players, though, we do have exceptionally good players in the country, and players are playing at this level. They're playing what's in front of them. So a lot of people have a lot to say with regards to the domestic game, and you know, like that voice note said, players not stepping up when international cricket comes and again it's because it's a new level and like I said uh, no matter how experienced you are domestically if you find yourself you know playing international cricket against you know players that have played for a long time at that level you are going to be um, short in, in, in a few aspects so 
it, it is something which needs to be addressed, but it's also something that as a player, if you're getting an opportunity to play international cricket coming out of the domestic system, straight out of the domestic system with no other branches in you know different leagues or county cricket or something like that, um, there is an element of time that needs to be given to the player. Um, because, like I said, not, not, not many players are going to be able to walk straight from the system and just perform internationally. It's, it's going to be very difficult, and you're exceptionally brilliant player if you manage to do that. So, yeah, it, it is a tough one. Um, the game in South Africa is what we have at the moment, and players are putting their hands up um, with based on what's in front of them, and it's something that probably could be improved. But, you know, in saying that, like I said, we we got some really good players, and we have some really good competition um, throughout the country as well. So... Like I said, I think just going forward, players that do get given the opportunity really just need to be given a lot of time and, and backed. Um, there's no point getting a few games at international cricket if you if it's a completely new level to you and then you know, you're know you judged harshly on you know a handful of performances. Everyone wants to do well, but in a game where you fail more often than not and then you go play at a new level, it, it's tough for the players as well. So from that as- aspect, I think, like I said, a lot of patience needs to be given. Um, but a lot of understanding needs to be given as well and you know any any help in the domestic side if if there's if there are ways we can improve the the standard of cricket it's only going to benefit the rest of us yeah and just talking about domestic and international cricket um ryan just the last one in your injury maybe another argument could be i don't know if they said this the selectors that international cricket is a different beast to domestic cricket maybe it would have been asking a lot from you to go and play international cricket carrying an injury but then again you did feature in that tour in england with this injury that you say has been troubling you for some time do you think that would have been a fair argument i'm sure it would have been a factor no doubt about it um I think the one thing which has changed drastically over the last, you know, few years, decade, maybe, is even that players, um, maybe that choice of, you know, fit, being fit to play is probably taken out of their hands now. Um, like the whole, you know, when Graham Smith came out to bat with a broken finger, just an, as an example, um, I think maybe that choice has been taken away from players, um, which is something, you know, maybe that can be relooked at. But yeah, there's no doubt about it. Physically, mentally, um, emotionally, international cricket is exhausting and it is tough. So I'm sure that would have been brought up. But mm. again, there was there was no discussion with me about no call was actually made to me and asking me how my foot was feeling. Um, you know, what's its functionality like? How how it is? So yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Again, as well, I'm no sure, uh, no no doubt that that discussion was was out there. But you know, again the element of you know asking the player how he is and and actually caring about the person and you know the communication between uh this the medical staff and, and the player needs to just be intact and and a bit of trust and respect needs to go into the player and what he's saying about his own body yeah and better communication i guess like some have been saying and then as as we wrap up ryan there was a question about um having a betting coach does it matter if it's a betting coach that is that, that that has played the game that has played domestic cricket or has played international cricket do you need uh, those kind of 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 coaches in the specialist positions uh yeah I th- depends like i said I- i've worked with many batting coaches test test players and non-test players personally i think the guy at the at the head of the realm right now justin Simmons, is, is exceptional i know he hasn't played test cricket um but his knowledge and and technical knowledge and understanding of players um is phenomenal and 
there'll be a lot of people which back that up uh, within the camp and outside of the camp as well. Um, but I think obviously having test experience is something you can't buy. Um, it's invaluable knowledge that can be passed on and shared among players. Um, but just because you know, you're know an exceptional player doesn't mean you can translate it into being an exceptional coach. Um, I've learned that myself trying to coach that coaching is difficult. Um, and just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're a really good coach. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think going forward, especially that transition, like you were talking about the domestic game into international cricket, I think it would help, no doubt, having ex-test players in the in the squad. Um, you know, the more the merrier because they, they have that extra bit of knowledge. Um, and I think it can only benefit the players going forward. I, I myself really like to uh, rely on Neil McKenzie. He obviously an ex-test player, superb player, I, I find, and a superb coach as well. Um, I have a really good relationship with him and I have a really good relationship with Justin Sammons, who wasn't a test player. And, you know, they both helped me equally in different ways. So I guess it's a it's a it's a tough one. Um, but I think, you know, closing the gap, trying to or trying to close the gap between domestic and international career can be aided by having a, a few, you know, really good test old test players in and around the boys. And just finally, Ryan, how do you feel about where your where your where your keeping is? Because I've seen, I mean, in the in the in the national team, they just see you as a better. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've read some a few things saying that you can't really pick two keepers. Um, again, it's something I've put a hell of a lot of work into. Um, you know, I really enjoy it. I love it. Um, and I and I'm, like I said, I really enjoy it. I've, I've put a lot into it. I did a lot of work with Bouch um, over the last few years. I've been doing a lot of work here at the Lions, and I'm really feeling confident and, and good with my with the gloves on at the moment. So, again, um, it's a it's a good thing to have. I love it. But you know, if if they need to pick me as a batter, I'm still a batter who can field as well. So, uh, happy happy whichever whichever way it goes. Um, obviously, would prefer to keep, but. Like I said, I'd rather just be on the field than off the field. So whether that's keeping or not, I'm open to all things. But yeah, like I said at the moment, I'm really working hard on it and I'm really enjoying it. And you know, hopefully I can I can get a chance with it someday. Great stuff. And hopefully you can make your way back into the team. Just finally, you mentioned the SA20. How big an opportunity is that for players? I mean, the fact that you're also saying that it's one of the considerations of why you did not go for the surgery, that you also want to feature here. I mean, what do you what do you hope that does just for cricket and just for players? Uh, yeah, I think it's an opportunity South Africa has been begging for, especially our, our players. Um, obviously, looking forward, you know, it's an opportunity to really break into an international market. You know, especially if you're playing T20 cricket for Africa, um, obviously the foreign owners have many ties and you know, many controlling factors in cricket around the world. So just the opportunity to obviously play with the best and play against the best, um, you know, it just gives you a, a massive shock going forward. If you can perform in those kind of environments, it obviously will aid a lot of confidence into personal players' performances. Um, and just the opportunity to, you know, put put a foot out there and say, you know, I'm, I can play. In, this is who I am, and I'm, I'm I can play in these leagues. So it's going to be an opportunity for everyone. Like I said, something we've all been begging for, um, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be up for it and really making sure that they put their hands up. I think January is going to be a month where every player really wants to obviously have a massive shot and and really showcase their skill, because it can be life changing in, in more than just one way. 
Okay, wonderful, Ryan. It's been great talking to you, just catching up with you, highlighting uh, your good form. And thanks for your honesty also and just giving clarity about your situation because a lot of people have been asking what is going on and um, why is Ryan not in uh, Australia. But now I think we've got a bit more clarity. And and for SA20, you're going to Cape Town, right? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in Cape Town. My Cape Town. Okay, great stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. All the best for the rest of the season. Thanks for speaking to us. Thanks so much, Sabiso. Thank you for having me. Okay, keep your phone on. They might call you to go to Australia still. <laughs> going to be off. <laughs> I think they need all the help that they can get there in Australia right now. Hey, swallow your pride. If it doesn't work in the Boxing Day test, call Ryan Drakelton. Call up Tony Dizouzi. Give them a run in the third test at least, but unlikely to happen. But, I mean, let's say this is sport. Anything can happen. I mean, we do hope that the guys that are there can deliver because obviously there's also a reason why those guys are there so good luck to the proteas but yeah very refreshing to hear from a, a cricketer a man that's in form and also just speaking honestly about his game and about the situations that that, that about what's happened in this current situation that he finds himself in so just to sum it up he does have an ankle injury his doctor told him he thinks he's been playing with it for i think two or three years now um but then they came up with a plan to manage it so that he can make this proteas test tour to Australia and also be able to play in the SA20 in January. And that's what the protest selectors did not agree with.